Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Coding to Think. On this channel or podcast, depending on where you're listening from, I engage with different tech industry experts to learn from the stories and journeys. With me today, I've got Monet. Monet has got a lot of experience in the tech industry, working as a designer and user experience specialist. He's helped a lot of clients build great products and even managed to build a product of his own um, which is a game, playing crazy, and yeah, this was this was really an insightful episode. I learned a lot from it, and I hope you will too. Mane, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm I'm good. Thanks, thanks, Tati. It's 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 also a pleasure, and thank you for the platform. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I thoroughly enjoy all your sessions with all the other individuals. So 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 thank you. Uh, that's that's great to hear. Thanks. Um, so yeah, Mone, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your journey towards becoming a UX ex, uh, a user experience specialist and a designer. What what has that journey been like? Take us through that. Yeah. So look, um, it started pretty much when I was still studying graphic design. Um, at the University of Nelson Mandela. And I didn't know that user experience and user interface design existed. Um, at the time, there was a certain phone. I remember it was a little, very small Alcatel phone, silver, I recall. It was the first multimedia, very rich multimedia um, animations on it. It just was something different in the market at the time. And I always thought I would love to design for, for that, for, the, for these devices. Um, it only happened 10 years thereafter though. <laughs> so after completing my graphic design diploma, I worked in the industry for about five years as a graphic designer. And at one point, I remember it was uh, 2008, 2009, when suddenly you had these touch phone devices. I remember HTC with a Microsoft um, mobile version of the OS on the HTC phone. And then very soon thereafter, it was Apple's iPhone that obviously revolutionized touch devices as we know it today. So that's, that sparked the idea even more. I then started, uh, while I was working at a freelancing actually at the time, I, I started looking for gigs to, to enhance my mobile skills or to design for mobile. And I happened to land one. Um, and it was, I remember an iOS um, tablet, uh, iPad app that the client wanted and I fleshed out the journey for them. And I actually did more than just the iPad interface or yeah. app. I started asking the questions, okay, but what happens from a management point of view? So I also looked at it from a, from a, a management, what does the manager's interface look like? Because there were diff different role model, role players for that matter. Um, the, the customer, in that case, it was actually the, um, the merchandiser. And then surely there's management involved. 
So I created that interface as well. And I started enjoying exactly that experience. You know, you, you telling how I design is, I look at it as a story, as a book. Um, um, you have your book in, uh, in, in the software world, your book or your story is the, the, the goal or the functionality and your characters could be how to enable the functionality. Um, and that's how I pretty much look at design when I when we are now in the phase of design. Mm. But that's that's where where, where it started. It, 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 it snowballed from there. Um, I then ended up at a corporate um, as a they didn't know what to, to employ me as, but I was employed as a graphic designer. However, we were purely doing mobile apps. Um, mm. whether it was iOS, Android, um, feature phones, Windows 8, um, tablets, Android, tablets, um, phones, um, all, all sorts of devices. So that's, that, that's where I now finally got a, an idea of user experience and user interface design. What I must say is where I studied um, they concentrated a lot on the elements or, or principles that's out there in terms of design thinking today. So it kind of tapped into that side of my studying and it wasn't too difficult for me to understand um, this whole thing of design thinking, for instance. Um, so that's, that's, that's where my story started. I, I was there at that corporate for about three years and I, I, I thoroughly loved it. I enjoyed it to the max. I evolved into this almost like a product designer role because I, and, and I also fed into other departments. I started um, leveling up other designers on the team. I sort of got this unofficial, unofficial role to manage them. I don't, I hate the word manage, but <laughs> I just uh, ended up helping and fit into the wider organization. Um, and then I ended up in at ThoughtWorks three, three and a half years thereafter. That's where I met you, Tzatzi. We worked together. Yeah. Um, so I think um, that's pretty much where I'm at. I'm at a different company today, a couple of years down the line, telecommunications, interesting world um, lots of problems to solve lots of challenges so that's where i find myself today yeah cool cool so yeah uh, tell me a bit about the design roles because there, there's uh, you you touched on it a bit but then there's something that still confuses me even today when it comes to the different uh, titles that designers have. You have, um, we before we had UX designer, you had UX, uh, UI designer. Now um, I see a lot more companies using the title product designer. Um, are there any differences in, in, in the, that in the work that the different design roles play and um, are you able to explain or yeah ex explain a bit about 
what some of the career paths uh, are within design? So, so the obvious differences is, if I can start with user experience, UX and UI, mm -hmm. interface design. Mm -hmm. On the UX side, you, it's, it's about that emotional experience. It's about the experience. It's about that interaction with the product, with the app, with the website. Mm -hmm. um, and on the flip side, you've got UI or user interface design where you see, so the one is about feeling, um, in the experience, which is user experience. And the other one you are is about um, what you see and what you interact with. Um, there, there is a blur, there's definitely a blur um, and, and for good reason. Um, there is also visual design, there is also CX design. There's a whole, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of, of specialities. Yeah. In the corporate world, as you know, um, and I think one of your interviewees also mentioned that it's, then you also get the product designer and it's almost like you have this T-shaped designer or, or career path where you, this is me personally as well, where I know have, where I've dabbled across user interface, visual design, graphic design, um, user experience design, customer experience design. Mm -hmm. um, so I know a little bit of 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 those um, um, expertise, but my speciality is user experience design, and there I go very deep with my knowledge and and my practices. So there's there there is a the confusion is around the blurring of the fields. Of the of the expertise or the disciplines, but it's from a if if you're within an agile team, if all of those disciplines are on the team, mm -hmm. it just benefits the outcome. Mm -hmm. um, you all work together because it also forces people to work together, mm -hmm. um, and and that's pretty much the the, the differences between the disciplines. All right, cool, cool. And so um, what are some of the, the challenges that you've seen designers face? I know um, uh, tech is forever changing, right? And there's always something new that we have to learn. Um, and I'm speaking from a personal point of view as a developer that as a developer, uh, one of the, the the challenges we we've, we face is uh, to having to continually transform and evolve ourselves as with with um, different technologies uh, that make their way into the marketplace and, and trying to figure out better ways to solve problems. So for designers, what are some of the challenges that you think designers face? And if you, do you have any advice for um, up and coming designers out there that might be facing similar challenges? Yeah, so there's a, there are a couple that I noticed straight off the bat within where I work currently. And 
one, and I actually started a series called UX Learnings, User Experience Learnings, where um, I tried to help other designers on the team in terms of ways of working in a way where I help or give tips on um, challenges that any designer face on the team. One of the, the latest ones that I've um, just had, one of the sessions was working together with, with, with um, other disciplines on your team. As an example, your business analyst. There's often this, this battle almost between business analyst and, and user experience design and vice versa. And talking about blurring the lines, that often also happens hence the two disciplines and crouches <laughs> over one another's um, expertise. Um, and, and it's, so some of the tips, the seven top tips I give in such a case is you need to, you need to give in, it's about give and take, right? Firstly, that's a miss. My, my view is it's a misconception. Um, there isn't beef, it's a misunderstanding of one's disciplines. Um, and, and if you can understand, and it's about give and take, if the business analyst would like the button to be blue um, and you should compromise in terms of if it doesn't hamper the user experience, then give that blue color to the business analyst. Um, and the point there is that you gain some confidence of the business analyst or any other person on the team. Um, and, and, and the next time you'd like to, to um, motivate for bigger change from a user experience perspective, I can almost guarantee you that you'll have that person's um, um, buy-in, whichever stakeholder it is. The other one is, um, you, you involve your stakeholders um, early in your design process. Um, it mustn't come to a shock for that business owner or product owner or, or any managing exec or EHOT that suddenly there's this thing. Um, you're gonna get a lot more slack that way. Rather involve them early enough. Um, the other tips I also have is don't make emotional decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Often we on the team and throw our toys out the cot and don't make your decisions based on that. As a user experience designer, um, motivate for change using, remember you've got these design thinking processes. You, mm -hmm. you understand, you build, you prototype, you test, you, you analyze, you, and you follow the cycle again. Um, so, so part of, make use of those uh, practices, like you, you, when, you want multi, when you want change to happen, motivate with things like your user testing results. Um, and also the way you test your prototypes, don't think of those high fidelity prototypes as final, think of them as throwaways. Yeah. That you almost want to distance yourself in a way from what you've created. It is very difficult, <laughs> but don't get too emotional about it. If you treat it that way, it, anybody coming on, another designer coming on the team should 
it should be a handover and that designer can quite easily do make changes on it if the changes are sound uh, customer use and user change um, related changes that would benefit um, the customer and the user for that matter um, those are some of the tips I, 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 I recommend. The other big one is for me, the ability to articulate your design or translate your design to, a, to an audience. Um, often what I am seeing is the, almost like the inability to effectively communicate the screen that people are looking at. And once you, once you, don't effectively communicate, you could end up having multiple meetings thereafter and people being unhappy. Meanwhile, it's, it's a matter of, yes, it, it is two ways. The members on the team should be focused, right? And I'm assuming that they will be focused, but as you know, with the situation we're at, working within COVID situation, people are at home, there's children, there's noise sometimes, it's, it, it can become chaotic, chaotic. So you don't always have a, a very focused money or very focused touchy or very focused level. And, 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 and I think that that is another reason. That's another example of what you could do. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the tips uh, that I give out. Mm do such uh, challenges. There, there are a few others. Um, the, uh, the other one I just discussed uh, two days ago, I had a session on it was creativity within an agile team. Now, as you know, uh, we work in sprints and a sprint could be one week or five days or 10 days or two weeks. And it becomes, and we all have a, and the outcome is quite clear what we would want from a, uh, from an asset point of view. At the end of the sprint, we produce, um, let's say a logging screen. So it's very focused. It's clear what we need to, it's time box. So it becomes sometimes difficult for the designer to be creative within that two weeks. Um, one of the tips I do give is, um, you don't always have to design a screen. Um, for, you don't, for all those use cases, if we know what a button looks like, a primary button looks like, and a secondary button looks like, what does a form field look like? Those are the, almost the atoms um, the developer needs to advance the project. So you don't necessarily have to create the Otherwise, you're going to end up with thousands of screens anyways. Um, the idea is to give just enough screens, I call it, um, to, to the developers once it's briefed in, once you have your test checks, etc. cetera. Um, and, and that frees you up a bit as the designer. One less screen or two less screens mean that you don't perhaps have to attend two other meetings because that happens in the workplace. Um, uh, and which leads me to my next point. Um, if you can avoid, you don't always have to be in all the meetings. That's another way to free up time for you um, to be creative. Now that you, let's say, gain some, some time 
um, let's say you've gained some eight hours or, or two days in the sprint. What are you going to do with the two days, right? And this is another tip I give. Um, put your hand up, right? Uh, there's many things in a big organization. There's many problems. And it could also be outside of your necessarily your team that you're working within. Um, it could be how do we improve the e-commerce process? Um, and you can work um, on such a, unofficially on such a design. Um, that doesn't mean you can't push for the design to be implemented. It's just um, that you, that you just need to go through the proper channels, I would say. As you know, in corporate, it becomes very um, tricky to, to maneuver outside of your teams necessarily. There is, there is some of the other tips I can give to other designers. Yeah. There are more coming in the series, um, but those are the ones that I see often happen. The, the, the ability to, to communicate is, is, is key, it's, it's high. I see that one happening a lot, um, lacking a bit from designer to designer. Mm. how you translate your design, how do you communicate it to the wider audience, how do you stay creative on the team. That's often another challenge that designers have. They often complain about it. I don't have interest in work. But mm. you also have gotta, you've got to put up your hand. Um, you, you know when you do, and I'm a firm believer of side gigs as well. I've learned a lot more during such um, and I bring that into the team, quite honestly. And, and everybody actually benefits, the company benefits. Um, and, and it's that the, which leads to the next step. You need to be curious all the time. Um, it's through curiosity, which led me to this game, playing crazy game, um, yeah. which yeah. I can answer or talk on a bit in a bit. Now, actually, that is, uh, uh, tell me a bit more about that because crazy playing is a game. What what inspired that? Because um, I had it installed on my iPhone and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, so the game. I've always, been, I've always been curious about what inspired you to create the game, and what was your process like? Because obviously. Uh, is the process different of develop of designing um, a game from um, designing a system? So the game is called Playing Crazy Game. Mm. Um, and it happened one day. I we were still living in a complex, right? Mm. So this particular day, my one daughter, she was about three years old, and I said. Out, we sat outside and I made a jet for her. And yeah. she started playing with the jet, throwing it in the air. And before you know it, I had 10, literally 10 to 12 kids surrounding me. And they were in the eldest one was probably 11. So there, there were a range of age groups, 11, nine, five, four. So a bunch of girls and boys all playing together. So. It, it surprised me that they didn't know what, how to make a jet, you know, like a paper plane. Yeah. Um, I had to literally 
fold and they were looking and they were excited and I literally folded for them, these jets for them. And they had loads of fun. That sparked the idea. It made me think, okay, how can I help these kids to, how can I educate them in making these jets? Um, and, and Plane Crazy was born from that. That goal hasn't been reached right now within the version you, you see in the iOS um, app store. Um, that functionality will come through in a next phase where we involve augmented reality. Um, so the game, the first we met, and, and I must give credit uh, to another a former another former colleague of your your and I as well, um, Edmund. Um, so credit credit Edmund to Edmund. Uh, yeah. so, mm -hmm. um, so let me let me tell you what happened there and his involvement. So in the TW office, I had a screenshot of the game um, on my computer on the laptop. And Edmund so passed by and he asked me, what is that on your computer? So I said to him, it's a game that I actually would like to develop. And I showed him the, the interfaces, the characters, the illustrations, and, and it, it caught his eye. And he said, guess what? Right now I'm playing in that gaming field um, and I'm looking for a project, let's build it. And that, and we built it. <laughs> Um, so, so, so since it, uh, life has become a bit, you know, quite busy, um, we, there's, there's loads to come for the game, but it's challenging at the moment because um, of work. Yeah. Um, and, but what I have also done on my end is continuous marketing, mm. right? Because you have to market your, your product. Yeah. Um, and it's the experience I gained from working in that very first company mm. um, where I worked there and I evolved into a product designer, kind of, if you could call it that. Um, that made me realize that this, it's not just, uh, it's a service, whether, and that service has different touch points, whether it's a website, an app, whether it's social media, whether it's 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 you know marketing on a t-shirt, so it, it's it's in, it encompasses all that spheres, and, and and pretty much answering your earlier question of, around the product designer, it, it, it's it's about launching a product versus a um, working on a project. So it's product over project kind of a situation. Um, so yeah, there's lots to close to come still. Um, we are looking at bringing fresh eyes. So if there's people out there, come help us, come help us. We essentially ported the game over to Unity Engine, Gaming Engine. Yeah. Um, but we need to now get the new environments. There's new environments and new functionality coming. Um, but that has been where we were stuck due to work scenarios and work situations. Yeah, when you told me that you were building a game and because uh, I remember you, you, when you started, you had the screenshots of the, the, the initial designs and 
when it actually became reality, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. And I know, I know there was other projects as well that you worked on, like there were the, was it the hotspot one, um, which, which you wanted to mark hotspots for, uh, is it crime hotspots or something like that? So that one we, sh we kind of shelved mm. because um, <clears throat> we took, firstly, we took to, I took too long to take it to market. Yeah. Um, other products uh, or services came about. Um, so um, there are currently loads of, of those services out there in forms of an app or website. Um, what, we, what I have started looking at is how to spin that same service off to a different uh, market for that matter. So re remove the word crime and suddenly you've got um, another solution for a different market. But you know, one only has <laughs> so much time in a day, so much time in a week and a month and a year. Uh, yeah. um, these things, the, the, so that one I've shelved. There is, so, so I've, I've, I've realized because of exactly that, one has to be laser focused on what you would like to do or achieve. So on the on playing crazy game side, they, they, that's going to be a continuous evolution of the game. Um, mm -hmm. What I'm currently trying to do right now there is trying to get in other developers, other designers, also to level them up, um, skill them up, working on the project. And I think that is important for me from a human, from a human being point of view. I. I'm the kind of person that would like that share my information, that share my knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we, that we do that, um, that we create a, a level playing field from a knowledge point of view, for instance, because that will just take us, us and the world and the country right now, a bit further, a lot further and hopefully eradicate inequality. Because I, I believe, I'm a firm believer and, you know, sometimes where we find ourselves in, in our workplaces, you, in my brain, sometimes it's a conflict. <laughs> mm. it, it's almost like, you know, we, yes, we, we're making a pile of money. Um, that journey I worked on, that function I worked on, the conversion rate is super high. I'm checking the analytics. It's great. But from a humane point of view, what have I done? What I call it responsible design, right? Mm. Have, I, have I been responsible to my fellow neighbor, to the kid in the street that doesn't even have shoes or food or a shelter? How can I enrich their lives? And those are the, some of the other matters I'm looking at. I don't have an answer for, for, for them yet, but I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to articulate the problem, you know, um, and I'm trying to look at, I, you can't tackle all of them. So I'm trying to look into one area and to articulate that problem statement. So I'm very low down design thinking terms still. I'm trying to still formulating the, the problem because it's so complex, yet it is easy at the same time. Um, 
so so that is one one over and above that is something that is overarching my mind when i go to sleep as well mm. but other than the main the, the game there's the other one that i'm working on is for properties so something in the space within the property space um it's exciting um again um, my my big challenge is indeed resources right but we've made some progress um and and what i'm trying to do is i i realize that i want to bring on more more entry level people so that they can learn i don't want to call them entry level but they the, the the benefit of people coming straight out of the university they don't have they have time on their hands versus you and i that don't necessarily have time on our hands and yeah. the benefit is we are freed up they get educated um and that's what it's about for me as well so those two the game and the properties uh, offering that's coming um, that's keeping me um excited um and and also just helping others in the education of design those are three things close to my heart mm-hmm. yeah no money that 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 is that is something that's great to me and yeah I, if if you think there's a way that i can contribute i would definitely love to uh be part of initiatives like that but so tell me money uh, on your side uh, how do you how do you how do you continue learning and where do you get your inspiration from because this is something that um is not not only important for designers but really for anyone that is continually wanting to get better uh where they are how do you do that how do you where do you get your inspiration and how do you um so i think hmm. i think it's largely about wanting to learn right if so so you continuously have to have a learning hat on if you open to learning and then you open up possibilities i'm sitting here today and you are interviewing me today or rather we are talking to one another and that is a learning for me it's a great learning for me mm. um i could and you've got to show up right you've mm. got to show up um don't be your second best you've got to show up hey you must be the a person the a the a gamer um in whatever you tackle or whatever you want to learn so you've got to have your your learning hat on always have it on um be curious um and just be uh, if you and co- that combined with um learning um educating yourself also and and the willingness to to work hard i think you already 90% there if you have those qualities in your toolkit if you like mm. um and 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 i think you you shouldn't also try your best to not be bound by your immediate situation mm. once you just conform to that team you on you suddenly need to conform to that team 
and the deliverable at the end of that sprint for that team. And sometimes from a learning point of view, it, it, it's not conducive. Yes, you will learn, you will learn per that um, outcome at the end of that sprint, but you could have learned something around how a kiosk, how does that interface look, work on a kiosk, for instance, mm-hmm. um, which is another team perhaps. And the ability to just get your hands dirty and be curious, work hard, um, the ability to just continuously learning, I think that will get you quite far. Mm. No, that's so good. So, um, wrapping up. <laughs> so, um, so you've worked on crazy planes and no, I mean playing crazy, and these plans to improve the game. But is there any other projects that you you would like to get involved in in the future? I did lose you a bit, but I think you asked other. Oh no! I can repeat the question. Uh, no worries. Um, I, I I just wanted to find out if there's any other projects that you are excited about and you would like to be part of in the future. So so what I it's not per se a project, mm. but I've I've started reading more on how to solve problems, right? Mm. Um, and I'm seeing more and more different ways of problem solving. A, a, a classic example is um, the way Elon Musk look at problem solving. Yeah. Um, and, and I forgot what he calls it, but there's a certain method he follows where he breaks down the problem differently. Mm. Um, and, and, and I'm looking into people like, how does Elon Musk do it? How does he, how does Bill Gates, Bill Gates has a series on Netflix, I, I forgot what it's called, but he, before, he first of all identifies a problem, um, a sector, and then a problem within that sector. May, he concentrates a lot on health. Mm. And then he first goes down and you look in the health sector for problems, right? Sub-problems almost. Um, an example would be hygiene, toilet hygiene, right? And he then gets somebody in the world where this is an issue. Like uh, in that series, I think the person is from Africa, Ghana, or one of the African company, countries. And he calls up that person and then all they do in the sessions, um, they try to create the problem statement. Yeah. And, and, and that for me is fascinating because what that, what that ends up is further down the line, if you didn't understand your problem statement or if you created the wrong problem statement, it has a ripple effect on what is being built. Mm. So in turn, in turn, you end up building perhaps the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, did you have to build anything for that matter? 
<laughs> so, 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 so it's it's that type of thinking that I'm that I'm fascinated about, and I'm trying to to adapt and adopt that style more into what I'm doing. So I wouldn't say I'm I wouldn't talk about I wouldn't want say I'm would want to get involved with projects, but more how do we how do we start being more responsible? And the steps into starting being more responsible, because if we articulate the problems, if we understand the problem statement better, we build. The, hopefully, we build the right thing. Hopefully, yeah. we don't uh, end up a situation where we think, since we are digitizing, we so we 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 chopping off less trees, so we good. However, we the carbon emissions. <laughs> that we need for those servers to run uh, <laughs> out, outshines the amount of trees to be chopped up, then we are not being responsible at all. We, we, we're being irresponsible. And it's that type of thing that I'm more and more um, trying to, to, to educate myself on. I mean, Google has a thing called Crazy Eights um, and, and, and Microsoft has another way of doing it as well. So I'm fascinated in how how you can successfully problem solve. Um, those processes intrigues me, and I'm just trying to educate myself across different points of views in the world. I mean, look at I've I've seen some really fantastic things coming out of Africa, for that matter. Mm. I started looking, watching um, dragons dragons den. Kenya, yes. The stuff that is coming out, it's mind-boggling. Um, it addresses, one, it addresses real needs. It's not pie in the sky. It's, for instance, somebody on a Buddha, what do they call it, a scooter, Buddha, Buddha, and services around people that deliver goods with a Buddha, Buddha or a scooter. It's phenomenal. Um, what, what do we, from an education point of view, I've seen some great things coming out of those um, incubators, if you like, like Dragon Den, Den Dragon's Den, etc. So, so those, we, we definitely, from a local and African point of view, we, we, we are doing the goods. We, we're producing the goods. Um, I, think, I think what often is keeping, slowing us down, is perhaps all the loopholes, because as a businessman would say to you, it's difficult to do business in Africa. Mm. Um, and it's because of those sometimes processes that keeps you behind the, the, the red tape, for instance. Yeah. Um, but, but definitely those, I'm curious in, in, in how people solve problems. That is something that, and, and the methodologies, rather the methodologies, uh, different organizations and people use um, to solve problems. So that's something that I'm educating myself on continuously. Um, if if a project does pop up and it's and it's and it taps into one of the values of mine, then sure I'll, I'll look. I'll definitely look into it. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's that that sounds good. Renee, this has been 
great. And um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you for making the time. But one more question before I let you go. For our viewers listening to you and interested in the work you're doing, um, the knowledge you're sharing with others, how do they get hold of you? Um, where, where can they find you? On social media? Yeah. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, Mohamed mm Leander. -hmm. Um, I also have a, a WhatsApp group called UX Thought of the Day. Um, you can also reach me on my email address, uh, M-O-R-N-A-Y-L-E-A-N-D-E-R at gmail.com. Um, those are the channels you can easily reach me on. You can just search my name and surname in Google as well. You will find me. Um, and that's another way of reaching out to me. Um, but I've also had fun. Thanks for the platform. I, I also thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and kudos to you, Satsi, and you and your crew for piecing this, cra crafting this um, together. It's, it's, it's appreciated. Ah, thanks, Monique.